0: Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. This is the show where we discuss one Mishnah per podcast with sagely commentary and practical lessons and advice woven in. We're weaving our way through the last chapter of Pirkei Avos here on Season 2 using Pirkei Avos Treasury from Art Scroll. A reminder, God willing, after we finish the sixth chapter, we're going to take a summer hiatus and God willing, we'll come back A new, with new material, and new commentary with the Yad Avraham for Season 3, God willing, with the start of the school year. So let's look at 6-2. Vav Bet. Amar Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi. Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi said, Every single day, A heavenly voice emanates from Mount Chorev. Proclaiming and saying, Woe to them, to the people! May Elbono shalt Torah because of their insult to the Torah. She call me she ono osik Torah for anyone she ano osik who does not occupy himself with the Torah. Nikra is called rebuked. Shenamar, as it says, nezem Zahov be'af isha yafa Sarastaam, Like a golden ring and a swine snout is a beautiful woman. Who turns away from good judgment, and that comes from Proverbs for Omer, and it says, "Vhaluchos maase Elohim hema vhadmich tavmich Elohim hu harus alhaluchos." It says the tablets are God's handiwork, and the script was God's script, charus, engraved on the tablets. That comes from Exodus. I'll take ra harus elacherus. Don't read it, harus engraved, but cherus freedom. She ain't no habenchorin elanisha osig betamet Torah. For you could have no freer man than one who is engaged in the study of Torah. The Torah and anyone who engages in the study of Torah becomes elevated. Shnemar, as it says, Umi Matana Nahliel, Umi Bamos, from Matana to Nahaliel and from Nachaliel to Bamos, and that comes. From numbers. So like we said yesterday, this parak this parak is really about the the highlight of Torah study and the elevation of Torah study. And we should try to be learning it every day as much as we can, even if we have very busy schedules. We gotta carve out the time for the Torah. So even though these are big Mishnah's, let's try to focus on a little bit of what we can in the Mishnah. So one of Eretz Yisrael's most prominent first-generation Amaraim, the sages of the Gemara, followed the period of the Mishnah, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, bridged the eras of the Tanaim and Amaraim, and is quoted in the Tanakh literature, both here and in the very last Mishnah of the Talmud. His main teacher was Rabbi Yehuda ben Padaya, Sibare Rabba, and he also studied under Bar Kappara, a student of Rabbi Yehuda. He had great scholarship, enjoyed wealth and property, and a household of royal eminence, but he was still devoted to improving the lot of his brethren and was deeply involved in communal matters. They lived and taught first in Lod and later in Tiberias. And th- with his scholarship, wealth, and family ties, with the health of, of the Nazis, son Yosef was a son lover of Yudha Nasi, the grandson of Yudha Nasi. He often represented the Jewish community before the Roman authorities. So let's see what we could see about this. So every single day, the voice goes out saying, woe is going on here. It's so, a daughter of a voice, not as an angel, but as a voice. According to Rav Sajigon, it's an echo reverberating from the crags and mountain caves. Tolstus Yomtef and Yavamas explains it as a diminished form of prophecy through which God informs those who fear him what he expects of them. Woe to them, to the people, for the insult to the Torah. God occupied himself with Torah long before the creation of the world, and even the angels protested when God wanted to give the Torah to Moshe from Shabbos. Thus, in a sense, it was an insult, quote-unquote, to the Torah that was brought down to this lowly earth and given to men, but it was more than justified by Israel's dedication to its study and commandments. But if Jews turn their backs on the Torah, God forbid, violating their oath at Sinai, the mountain itself figuratively cries out, In pain. And that comes from Medjushmul. The Torah feels insulted and ignored when people do not give it proper attention. That comes from Rashi. As it says, like a golden ring in a a swine's snout is a beautiful woman turns away from good judgment. That came from Proverbs. The precious golden ring becomes degraded and sullied when the pig wallows in dirt. Pig. So to a scholar who scorns Torah studies discussing for shows contempt for something of beauty and value, this proof verse allusion to rebuke is derived by means of the rabbinic exposition of Notarikon, abbreviated shorthand whereby the initial letters of Nezim Zahuf are combined with the last letter of Ba'af to form nezef rebuke. The the tablets are God's handiwork. And don't read it as charus, but charus, because Ben Chorin is someone who studies Torah. So the Torah is not a crushing and constricting yoke. It is a source of freedom that allows man to be loyal to himself and his godly soul to be free to live according to the internal harmony of his personality. That comes from as well and Rav Hirsch. Unless man lives as God created him to, he is a slave to his own passions the mores of society, or the despotism of dominant or fashionable cultures, that comes from Medrash Shmuel. Those who think they must act, speak, dress, drive, decorate, and vote a certain way to conform to their peers, employees, relatives, and neighbors can hardly be called free. Better to conform to the lifestyles decreed by God as the best and most productive. Mach Servich and Rashi explain this in a practical way. Due to the respect Jews have for those who are dedicated to Torah study, they will be excused from many of the mundane obligations of the community. And Ruach Haim adds, this fits three six Mishnah, if someone takes upon himself the yoke of Torah, the yoke of government and the yoke of worldly responsibilities are removed from him. At the bottom, overruling competing laws, the Mishnah's concept of freedom can be seen in Moshe's experience with the first tablets, which were very heavy stone, but which he was nonetheless able to carry with no difficulty. The sages relate that after Moshe descended the mountain and saw the people worshiping the golden calf, the letters of the Ten Commandments miraculously flew from the tablets, whereupon their weight became too great to bear, and Moshe dropped them. This implies that the literal word of God, as represented by the letters of the commandments, freed Moshe from the limitations of the law of gravity. So to the Torah provides its adherence with the emotional metal to overcome life's difficulties and trials." And anyone who engages in the study of Torah becomes elevated. The Torah affords one the ability to achieve spiritual greatness, to rise above the mundane considerations of this world and to enjoy a deep and meaningful connection to God. That comes from Rav Moshe Al-Masnino. Furthermore, the knowledge and refinement of character that result from pure Torah study will help one achieve greatness in this world. That comes from Ahas Ravitri. From Matanam and al and al Bamos, these are the names of places along Israel's way from Egypt to Eretz Israel. The sages interpreted these names homiletically in the sense of the literal meaning of the words gift and divine heritage and heights. Thus they interpret the verse From the gift of Torah, man gains a divine heritage that elevates him and leads him to spiritual heights. And the Talmud and Ervin adds another insight by saying, Mimibar from the wilderness, this is a call for humility as a prerequisite to advancement in Torah knowledge. One who makes himself a wilderness, accessible and equal to everyone, will merit the gift of Torah. Join us next time as we talk about learning even a single chapter, a single halacha, or a single verse, or even a letter... We see what we must do here on the PAL with Tani G, and I'm your host, Tani G.